Hello, my name's Tom, and welcome to Talk Health, where you'll hear conversations of real people making real change. Today, we have Leila back on to talk about another part of her health journey, and what sounds like the first domino in her progression towards her goals. We're going to talk a little bit about putting band-aids on things that maybe just need a closer look. You know, so many people live in chronic pain. And if this is you, I hope that you can take something away from our conversation today. All right, let's get started. Try new things. Don't be afraid of making a mistake because you're not going to. You have nothing to lose. You have absolutely nothing to lose by trying new things. All right. Well, we are back this week with Lee, and Lee is going to tell us another incredible journey that she has been on really for many years now and, and what has come of that. It's, it's around her chronic neck pain and, and the things that she has done um, and continue to do to help push the needle in the right direction. So, uh, Lee, do you want to introduce yourself again and, and say hey? Sure. Hey, guys. I'm Lee, um, busy mom of three care for my special needs niece and um yeah hello <laughs> all right so give us a little bit of background where where did we start you know with this where did this neck pain come from what what was the, the beginning here sure so um i was in a motor vehicle rear-ending accident um about 11 years ago um i was rear-ended sitting at a light he didn't hit me very fast he hit me at about maybe 15, 20 miles an hour, and that threw my neck or my head into the steering wheel. Um, and then a month after that, I had my first spinal surgery. Um, I, I was fused at C4, C5 level. And then a year after that, to the date, um, I had another spinal surgery. Um I had to be refused at C3, C4 level, and then, or C4, C5 level. And then a year and a half after that one, I had to have another spine surgery to be refused at the same levels. And then I had to um, have, uh, this time, the third one, they did C3 through C6. Okay. So that's a lot. And it's still not fixed. Wow. <laughs> So wow, what was the, so? What happened next? You had you had all these surgeries. I imagine you're yep. struggling. What, what's going on there? I was so I was in a lot of pain even after these surgeries, and um, you know, I doctors were very fast to say, "Well, you need to be on this pain med, or you need to be on this muscle relaxer." Um, and I listened to them. You know, if they told me to do physical therapy, I did physical therapy. If they told me to do aqua therapy, I would do aqua therapy. Told me to go see the chiropractor, I'd go see the chiropractor. I did everything that every doctor told me to do. But the one thing that the doctors did never, did not ever tell me to do was if you lose weight, you reduce inflammation. You have more energy. Your pain decreases. Nobody, nobody ever said that. And I always thought that I would forever be on pain medications because of my chronic neck pain. 
So this is a tricky one for me, because I'm actually glad none of her providers were harassing her about her weight. See, there's a stigma around certain body types that isn't addressed in medical education from a mental health standpoint. And it leaves many of us in the field unknowingly causing more harm to our patients by hyperfocusing on weight loss instead of improved overall health. But what I'm hearing from Lee is that she wishes she would have known about like how much better she would feel at a lower weight. It's a chicken or the egg conversation because it could also be that the improvement in her symptoms wasn't necessarily due to the loss of adipose tissue, fat tissue, but rather was a side effect of getting into a healthier state. Regardless, it's something she wishes that she would have known. It's frustrating because working on lifestyle factors like movement, eating strategy, sleep, and stress, it's not part of the conversation around improving pain. It's usually centered around medication. You know, I've heard it so many times where it's, you know, you're going to be on this medication for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if that right. is something that you ran into, but... It, it, it is. It is. Um, I've had doctors give up on me and say, I can no longer treat you. Um, you're just never going to get well. And that confused me <laughs> in, in itself. And it, it can throw you back. It can make you feel like, well, this person doesn't really care about my health and they don't want to help me and they don't want to deal with me. What do I do next? And I've ran into that a lot. Um, but what I found is, you know, if you can't openly talk to your physician about what you are experiencing, then maybe that physician is not a good fit for you. And it's okay to start over with a new physician who will listen to you and will give you positive feedback, no matter if it's good or if it's bad or whatever the situation is. It's okay to switch your doctors if if you feel like your doctor is not listening to you. It's so important because you're not going to get the care and the education that you need to manage your health if you're feeling closed off from your physician. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's your health, right? You have a say in it. Absolutely. It's absolutely your health. And you have to be an advocate for yourself. Um, That was the hardest thing for me was to be an advocate, honestly, for myself. Well, this physician says this, so it's not working, but they still want me to do it and I'm going to do it or it puts me in more pain. You know, there was a time I couldn't even get down on the floor with my children floor because I was in so much pain. I couldn't do anything. I felt confined to my body, to my house. I just felt like I couldn't do anything. It's so hard. It is. It's very hard. Oh, so now you're, you're in it, you're going, you have, you know, you've been through a, a few providers and um, you're taking pain medication to help, you know, get yep. through the day. Right. I yep. mean, it's, it's something that you found uh, worked for you. You were able to work and, and do the things that you wanted to do or needed to do. So along, along this journey, you know, along this path here, what, what's finally started to change into, into leaning away from relying on those medications? Where, where did things start changing there? So things started changing for me. Um, you know, we, in, in your previous podcast, we talked about my diabetes, but things really changed for me when I became diabetic. Um, I was severely overweight. I was always tired. 
I didn't ever want to go do anything. I just wanted to lay in bed because that was my comfort zone. Um, but again, I switched doctors because I didn't feel like I was getting the care that I needed for me to be healthy. Um, or I didn't even know how to start to be healthy. But one of my doctors um, suggested that I try CBD on my neck. And, you know, in our day and age, we were taught just say no to drugs, just say no to drugs. Drugs are bad. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is I chuckle about it because I remember getting those little boxes of candy and you'd flip open the little top and it'd say, just say no to drugs. <laughs> so I always looked at CBD, THC, um, any kind of cannab cannabis products as being a drug. Well, guess what? Those pills I was taking was a drug. And those pills may have helped my, my neck pain. Um, never alleviated it. It's kind of like putting on a Band-Aid. But what I found by using CBD topical on my neck, it loosened my muscles. So I had more range of motion in my neck. I wasn't so guarded with my neck because that's what we do. We guard our body parts that are hurting from pain. So we try not to utilize those body parts. And that's what I did. But in return, it caused me more pain. So the CBD would take away, you know, maybe the knots and the tension in my muscles, but it wasn't really taking away the pain in my neck. And so it took a lot of convincing for me to try cannabis because again, we're raised to believe cannabis is a drug, but what cannabis does is takes away the inflammation. My pain pill wasn't doing that. And I have I have an NSAID allergy, so I can't take ibuprofen or Motrin or things like that to be able to um, help with the inflammation in my body. When I started using cannabis, it was only at night. And, you know, I was on Trazodone to sleep because I wouldn't sleep through the night. I would get maybe an hour or two sleep and then I'm up in pain. And I can't get comfortable. I can't go back to sleep. But cannabis has allowed me to do that. The topical has allowed me to stay pretty pain-free throughout the day versus taking that pain pill. And so now you found some things to sort of... I guess, replace to a degree. I mean, I imagine you still have the pain medication for as needed, you know, exacerbations, but it really sounds like you've been able to, to swap a couple things out here. Um, Actually, yeah? I got rid of my pain pills, Tom. I oh. no longer take pain pills. Whoa. Okay. So what I'm hearing is that after three surgeries, metal in places it probably shouldn't be in, taking pain medication most days just to function, and being told she'll probably have to be on these medications forever. After all that, she's now in a place where she isn't needing those pain medications anymore at all. What is going on here? It's got to be magic. There's definitely some magic going on here. I'm always 
kind of iffy on you know trying new things because you know we're all a creature of habit but um the pain pills were like a band-aid that band-aid um it helped while it was on and then as that band-aid started to come undone my pain would come back but what i found with more natural pathic i guess medications is I can put on a topical and I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It takes the replacement of the pain pill without the side effects of the pain pill, if, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely does. So no more pain medication. Okay. Nope. So what what did your what did your doctors think about that? <laughs> I think my doctor, my pain management doctor um, the look on her face was priceless. So, you know, every month I go to my pain management doctor and they do their exam and refill my medications. And, you know, that would, you know, help me temporarily until that bandaid came off. But I figured out after using the, um, cannabis at night, I didn't need my pain medication. So I kept my appointment for the next month and I walked in there and I, I was really happy and in a good mood and because I already knew I was going to give her my pain medication back. I'd only taken five of my pain pills for the month. I gave her the entire bottle and asked her to just to destroy it and told her I wouldn't no longer be needing her services. So the look on her face was almost astounding, shocked. Um, she was speechless. She stood there for a good two minutes and um, didn't know what to say because I just, I don't think that had ever happened to her before. This was a first for me as well. And I find this inspiring for a few different reasons. But Lee compares her pain medication to a Band-Aid. Maybe you're not on pain medication. But what if we apply this to other areas of health? Think of all the band-aids that we end up applying over time. It's very common to be taking several medications, and three-quarters of people age 50 to 64 are taking prescription medications. Oftentimes, these are meant to help the symptoms we're experiencing, and it can be very nice to get some relief. What if in addition to this, we started looking under the hood to see what's actually going on, and working to improve the problem at the source? This is actually what got me interested in a branch of medicine called functional medicine, where treating the root cause of chronic disease is a standard. Well, we'll probably get more into this later. It is a fascinating rabbit hole. But this next part of the conversation gets a bit choppy. Turbulent is probably more accurate. The fasten your seatbelt sign is on. And because of the turbulence, I took some artistic liberties but you probably won't even notice. Something else that, that you were mentioning helped was that aqua therapy. Can you walk me through that? What did that look like? Sure. So um, what I found, most doctors, you know, traditional physical therapy is going to see the uh, physical therapist and pulling on bands and stretching bands and um, maybe pulling weights for strength or, you know, whatever they have you do. But that put me in a lot of pain and discomfort. Ugh. Don't want to do that. And then 
Leila is introduced to aqua therapy, which is great because she says the water doesn't put you in pain. One of her favorite parts of aqua therapy is that you don't even have to go to physical therapy to do aqua therapy. You can get in, the, in a swimming pool in your home and you can move your arms against the water and bring it back to you. Or you can kind of hop like a, a up and down because the water helps you move. It helps loosen everything up. See, look at that. You don't even notice. The quality is going in and out. The, it, the conversation flows so smooth. But anyways, I enjoy the water too. Except, like, deep water. Like in the ocean. That just, that freaks me out. It is not, it's, it's not even like the giant sharks that are probably beneath me. It's more just the unknown. Which, I guess we could get pretty deep with, but, but enough about me. Let's hear... What was most surprising about the process? What was most surprising to me is how I felt when I got out of the, the pool. I felt so good. I didn't hurt. I felt looser and limber. It lessened my pain. It was phenomenal. Um, I felt like I had exercised, but yet... It was surprising that I wasn't in pain. That was amazing. And so that kind of kicked me into high gear to changing my lifestyle was not being in pain. This, this sounds like the domino that fell and made everything else easier to take on. When you find that one thing that gets things moving, snowballing into more and more success, hang on to it. Preserve it carefully. They can make a world of difference. All right, Leila, what is something you want to tell the listeners? I want everyone to know that, you know, no matter what resistance you're facing in your life, whether it's daily life, you know, of shuffling children around and dinner and going to work, you can find five minutes a day to walk a block and see how that makes you feel. Or instead of making a pizza for dinner, um, try making some cauliflower rice with some salmon and see how that makes you feel. Try new things. Don't be afraid of making a mistake because you're not going to. You have nothing to lose. You have absolutely nothing to lose by trying new things. Maybe you'll discover you actually like it. And then after that, it becomes a habit. It becomes a game. Amazing. Once again, from Leila. And yes, we've talked about this a few times now. Making it fun. No better way. Thanks, Leila. Thanks for having me, Tom. I truly appreciate it. It's been awesome. And I hope that I can help someone with my story. Well, I believe your story is going to help many people who may be in a similar place that you were. What a roller coaster. And not the fun kind. But you finished the ride without puking on your neighbor. What? Oh, oh, you did puke on them? Well, no, no worries. It's cool. So what do we learn? 
Take a look at things that are going on in your life. Are you applying any band-aids? Would it be helpful to take a closer look into what's going on under the surface? Let's try looking through a different lens here. Ask questions, stay curious, and get support where you need it. I'll talk to you soon. If you enjoy Talk Health, please help me spread the word by sharing this episode with your friends and family, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Liking and sharing and reviewing the episode is super helpful, so please do that. And if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure to subscribe. Also, join the private Facebook page, where you'll find resources and fun stuff to assist you on your health journey. But more importantly, you'll get the support of our community, so we can all help each other make real change. Just search Talk Health Community on Facebook and request to join. I'll see you there. Finally, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose or treat any disease. All right. Well, I'll see you next time. Bye.